It is Wednesday, July 3rd, and you are listening to a new episode of Pink is the New Podcast by me, Trent Venegas. And uh, and you should know the drill by now. Um, this is where I recap the week's entertainment and fun, gossipy news. Um, uh, yeah, so let's get to it. You know, trust me, I know. I gotta work on this intro. Um, my really good friend Eris made me uh, a great piece of music to use as an intro. And um, I've been dragging my feet on um, getting that going. Uh, I've been busy, to be quite honest. But believe me, very soon I'll have this intro down um, and it'll be much more smooth than me, you know rambling about <laughs> what it is that I do every week. So let's get to it. There's um, there's a lot of stuff to talk about this week. Um, and uh, let's get right down to it. Uh, the first thing I want to talk about is like last Wednesday, Highlights for Children magazine um, issued a statement, um, a political statement, which is something that they haven't usually that they've never done before. Um, Highlights is a magazine for kids that, um, that, you know, you, you get it in elementary schools, you get it at the doctor's office, at the dentist's office. It's the, it's the magazine that kid, that is meant to entertain kids, um, with like fun puzzle games and fun, um, uh, articles, things to color, things to match, all of that kind of stuff. So Highlights Magazine is just a kid's magazine. It's not meant to do anything. It's not meant to uh, talk about super serious political issues ever. But in the light of uh, the news, the horrifying and, I mean, I wish I could say shocking news um, that the current administration here in the U.S. has decided to start um, incarcerating uh, refugees, including children. So, um, I mean, I I really don't want to talk about this kind of stuff, only because it's entirely depressing when real news outlets talk about it. And the last thing that I really want to do is to engage in stuff that's going to enrage me when I'm trying to talk about things that are meant to be fun and lighthearted. But when a magazine like Highlights for Children decides to issue a statement talking about how uh, horrified and how they completely reject the, um, the administration's decision to to essentially jail children, that tells you that things have gotten um, to a point where, like, this nightmare hellscape just continues to get worse and worse. So, highlights for mag- highlights for children magazine. One of my favorite magazines as a kid. Um, I remember I subscribed to it. I loved reading the magazine so much when I would go to like the doctor or the dentist that I talked my parents into getting me a subscription. So it's a magazine that's always been near and dear to my heart my whole entire life. And um, this latest decision on their part to issue this particular statement um, endears them even more to my heart. Um, 
Another bit of uh, great news that came out last Wednesday is that the Dixie Chicks decided to um, announce that after a 13-year hiatus, they are returning with a new record. Now, um, there have been rumblings that the Dixie Chicks have been um, recording new music in recent years, um, in, in like the last at least last year, maybe the last couple years. Like, they've been posting photos on social media in the various Dixie Chicks, um, in, like, uh, recording studios, and uh, last, last Wednesday, they decided to make it official and announced that, yes, they are releasing a new record that will be out, um, quote-unquote, someday. So, yes, a new Dixie Chick record is on the way. No, we don't know exactly when it is coming, but the fact that they have confirmed that the record is coming out at all uh, is is um is really good news for for fans um what else so last wednesday miley cyrus announced on her official twitter account that yes she is collaborating with ariana grande and lana del rey on new music. So there have been rumblings that the three of them were possibly recording a song together. And, you know, Miley has a new EP coming out and Lana has been releasing new music. She released uh, a new song that we talked about, that I talked about uh, in a previous podcast. Um, And Ariana is like releasing records almost every six months, seems like. So it was, it was not known um, what this new song would, uh, whose record it would be on and it turns out that the three of them are collaborating on a new song for the upcoming charlie's angels movie so charlie's angels the movie i talked about again in a in an earlier podcast is a continuation of the franchise that was started in the early 2000s uh with drew barrymore cameron diaz and um and Lucy Liu as the Charlie's Angels. So now the new set of Charlie's Angels are having, uh, will have their own set of movies. And Miley, Lana, and Ariana are recording uh, the song. Just like for, for the first Charlie's Angels movie, um, it was Destiny's Child who released Independent Women, Independent Woman for uh, the, that, the, that Charlie's Angels movie. So this holy trinity of current female pop stars Miley, Lana, and Ariana are um, are coming at us with a uh, new track. Uh, last Wednesday, Madonna released the music video for her new song "God Control," which is from her new uh, Madam X album. And "God Control" is a song about gun control and gun violence. And this music video is very uh, shocking and intentionally so. So it is set in a disco where everyone is dancing and the song is upbeat and poppy, as you may know if you've heard it. And uh, a gun massacre is depicted in the uh, disco where Madonna and her fellow revelers are, are dancing. It's pretty gruesome. There's lots of blood. There's uh, lots, a lot of violent um, action from, from gunfire. And uh, in, in an interview, someone asked her, why, why did she decide to do this? Why did she decide to depict a, um, 
a gun massacre in a uh, disco or in a club. And her response was because we are being killed in discos and clubs. And she, I'm sure, was referring to the the Pulse massacre that happened in Florida, um, I guess, two years ago now. Uh, or was it last year? Um, God, it's what, what sucks is that these, um, these violent acts of gun violence happen so frequently you start to lose track and that's the saddest thing of all. And I suppose, um, you know, Madonna's point is a, we should be talking about this. B, we should be depicting these scenarios in real life scenarios and uh, and see, um, she wants to 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 have her say in her artistic way, which includes violence, in order to uh, prove her point. So I I love the video. I love the song. I think it's great. You should check it out. See what you think. Um, it was reported last Wednesday that Willow Smith, the daughter of Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith has come out as bisexual. So, um, yeah, I mean, A, good for her, and B, I love when celebrities come out because although it is my vehement belief that nobody has to come out if they don't want to, celebrities don't owe anyone anything about their sexuality or their private life, but when they decide to make uh, that choice and when they decide to uh, make that uh, part of their private life public, then I am happy to celebrate it and I am happy to to boost that signal because visibility matters and Willow coming out as bisexual is something that will resonate with countless people out there, young people included, and that is um, what I think is the most important thing about um, celebrities using their... Uh, fame and their platform to uh, to come out. So good for her, and I love that she decided to do that. Um, last Wednesday was the um, first night of the Democratic primary uh, debates. Uh, so this year, uh, or, or this upcoming presidential election, there are 20... Democrats running for the nomination of the Democratic Party. And on Wednesday, it was night one of the debates. So the way that uh, they're doing the debates is, so the, the 20 that are running, 10 of them debated on night one last Wednesday, and 10 of them debated on night two last Thursday. Um, I have to be completely honest here. I did not watch night one of the debate. Um, I, I had a late work night and I just, I just couldn't make it. I, I couldn't watch it. So, uh, that is totally my bad. Um, I DVR'd it and I went back and I watched portions of it. I read articles and I watched clips the next day. So, so there's that. Um, and to be honest, the candidates that I was most interested in hearing from were all scheduled on night two. So, um, so that's the honest truth. Uh, but on night one, Elizabeth Warren, uh, Julian Castro were among the, uh, debaters and by all accounts, they, uh, performed the strongest with Elizabeth Warren 
um, coming out on top. So she was declared the quote-unquote unofficial winner of the first night's debate. Um, and I will talk about uh, night two um, next after I get through the other stuff that happened last Thursday. So um, last Thursday... In the wake of the news that Miley, Lana Del Rey, and Ariana are recording uh, a song together for the Charlie's Angels movie, the trailer for Charlie's Angels came out, and it's fun. It's it's fun. When I talked about um, the movie previously, I'm certain that I mentioned that Kirsten Kristen Stewart is not really like my favorite actress. Uh, you know, I don't really, um, I haven't really been a fan of a lot of her work, but that's not to say that I haven't, that I didn't, I don't like any of her work. Like some of it I really do like. She's really good in On the Road. Um, the, the, the Twilight movies, no, those, those are terrible. Um, so I'm, I was willing to give her the benefit of the doubt concerning the, uh, her role in Charlie's Angels. And this first trailer really put um, my concerns at ease. She, she looks great in it. The, the whole entire team looks great in it. So um, uh, I'm actually excited for this, for this continuation. It's, it's, I guess it's a reboot. Is it a reboot? I don't know. Because it's, if you think about the way that Charlie's Angels, the story has been told, um, you know, angels come and go all the time. They're like, uh, you know, spies. They're like, you know, women of action. So, you know, the angels come and go and there are, there are new angels, you know, every few years and now it's time for a new set of angels. So, um, I suggest you check out the trailer, see what you think. Uh, if I remember correctly, Charlie's Angels will be in theaters in November. So, um, we will have to wait and see how it turns out. Um, but if the first trailer is any indication, um, it looks like it's going to be a fun movie. Um, The Simple Life. So those of you who remember The Simple Life, the uh, reality TV series from the early 2000s that featured Paris Hilton and Nicole Richie, who are famously rich heiresses, um, The Simple Life plucked them out of their comfortable luxuries of Los Angeles and put them in middle America, having them living with, quote-unquote, real people doing, quote-unquote, real work. Um... And it's honestly one of my favorite things about the early 2000s. The Simple Life is fantastic. I think that was the show that really made Nicole Richie uh, the breakout star. Like Paris Hilton had been famous up to that point, particularly because of her sex tape, you know, but they, they both were, you know, becoming more and more famous. And I think The Simple Life really did a lot to push them more into the mainstream. And uh, that show is really the show where more people um, started to know who Nicole Richie was because she was just fun and funny and fabulous. So that brings us to now. There were rumors going around that... Uh, the Simple Life was going to be rebooted with Paris Hilton and Lindsay Lohan. Um, uh, article, uh, article, rumors, not really articles, rumors started going around talking about how um, former, will former frenemies find um, happiness in the Simple Life and that kind of thing. And it was really teasing the fact that the two of them might be um, working together or starring in a new reboot of The Simple Life. But it turns out 
unfortunately, to not be true. At least that's what People Magazine is reporting. So People Magazine is reporting that it is not true that The Simple Life is being rebooted. But um, honestly, I was kind of here for the rumor when it was going, when, when it was you know, making the way around Twitter. I thought it's a genius idea. You know, Paris is fun. Lindsay needs a job after her uh, MTV show got canceled, which we heard about last week. So, um, you know, maybe they were floating the idea around to see, A, if people were interested, or B, if they could get, you know, Lindsay to be on board. So for whatever reason... um, this rumor turns is is not true so um at least for now there's no um there's no simple life in our future that we know of yet we'll see um it was also reported last thursday that actor paul rudd who everybody loves he's the internet's boyfriend along with keanu reeves um has been cast in the new ghostbusters movie so a super super excited that paul rudd is going to star in uh the new ghostbusters movie but as as far as i can tell and i did a little bit of research and it was not really clear but it is my understanding that this new ghostbusters movie is not going to be connected to the most recent ghostbusters movie that came out that had the three female leads which i really really enjoyed but um i guess uh this new or next Ghostbusters movie is going to be quote unquote, a continuation of the original movies. Uh, Sigourney Weaver is going to be in it. So, um, I guess it's a sequel to the first movies. Um, but whatever it is, Paul Rudd is going to star in it. He's playing a teacher. Um, which is great because Paul Rudd is great in everything that he does. So, um, that's something that we can look forward to if you're a Paul Rudd fan. I've been a Paul Rudd fan ever since, um, since, uh, Clueless and, uh, the man never ages. He makes a a fantastic Ant-Man. So, so yeah, um, Paul Rudd, Ghostbusters coming our way. I'm sure there'll be more information about Ghostbusters moving forward and I'll do my best to keep an eye out and share the information as it comes. But this is the first bit of news that I've, uh, noticed and, it's good news if Paul Rudd is going to be, um, in the film. So, uh, as I mentioned, uh, the Democratic, uh, primary, uh, debates, night two was last Thursday, and that was the debate that I watched, and again, full honesty, I was not home to watch it, but because I'm able to stream live television on my phone, I watched the entirety of night of the night two debate on my phone as I drove all the way down to Anaheim for the Carly Rae Jepsen concert. So I saw Carly Rae Jepsen in concert last Thursday. It was the first night of her dedication tour, and she started it here in Southern California. But there was no way I was going to miss watching the debate. So I watched the debate in the car. I was very safe. I had my phone in a holster and mostly I just listened. Um, and then when I got to, uh, the venue, there was a line to get in and I brought my earbuds, my AirPods, and I watched the debate, um, while I was in line. And then when I went inside the venue in the pit, um, cause it was general admission while the opening band played, I kind of also still watched the debate. And honestly, I don't feel bad about it at all. You know, like 
cool. I guess I missed like the opening act and I'm sure they were great. I could hear them a little bit through my AirPods, but um, the debate was more important to me. And it's even funny because people next to me were like, who's winning? You know, because they saw that I was watching the debate. And um, in my opinion, Kamala Harris uh, was the most impressive. But And that's no secret that she is my candidate. She's the one I'm supporting at this point. Um, but uh, I was also pretty impressed with uh, Mayor Pete, uh, Booty Judge, Booty Judge, Buttigieg, however you say his last name. He did really well. Um, uh, Bernie Sanders totally sucked and Joe Biden totally sucked. Like, old white dudes, I'm over them. Uh, they just are, are old news. So, for me, it's about uh, Kamala Harris and uh, she did a fantastic job and um, she's the one that I declare the winner. And I'm not the only one. Like, there were, there were a lot of articles talking about how she she dominated and, um, she stopped Joe Biden's, um, uh, his momentum because she, uh, really called him out on his, uh, comments that he talked about, like working with segregationists in a positive way, which is so stupid. And, um, she laid at his feet, uh, the whole, uh, racial busing thing that she endured as a young black girl, uh, in California, which, you know, she had every right to, uh, challenge him with, and he was not prepared, nor was he ready to handle her, um, her challenge to him. So, uh, yeah, in my opinion, she won the night. She's my candidate and, uh, moving forward, we'll see how she does. Um, so yeah, that brings me to the Carly Rae Jepsen concert, which was fantastic. I love Carly Rae. I've seen her a couple times now in concert. And, um, she's starting her tour here and she's ending this leg of her tour in Southern California again. So she's going to be back in August playing at the Wiltern in Los Angeles, but I didn't want to wait till August to see her. So I bought tickets for the first night and, uh, I'm so glad that I went. She is really, really, really fun. Um, I really, 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 really like her. Um, and she puts on a really great show. Her stage is really, really elaborate for the small venues she's playing at. Um, she's got fun costumes. Uh, she sings all the hits, obviously. And, um, all of her fans, uh, sing right along with her. So her show is, um, is a really fun show. And, uh, if you get a chance to see her on this tour, I highly recommend it. Um, because she's fantastic. And, uh, I had such a good time. I'm probably going to go back again in August. So I didn't actually buy tickets for the August shows because I was like, oh, I'll see her once and that's great. But, uh, as it, as it, as it usually tends to happen with me, once I see someone and I have a really good time, I want to see them again. So, um, I saw her last Thursday. I might see her again in August. So we, we will see about that. Um, let's see. Uh, last Friday, the U.S. Uh, women's soccer team beat France to continue on in the World Cup. And I'm not a huge soccer fan, but I am super proud of Team USA because this team of women is kicking all ass. And, um, you know, not to get political again, but they um, have drawn the attention of uh the evil person who resides in the White House, I don't even want to mention his name, um, who has been saying really terrible things about them, um, and they don't care, 
they are strong women who don't need to hear validation from a POS like that. And um, I think the whole thing started when one of the uh, mem- one of the wim- members of the women's team mentioned that if if they win the World Cup, they will not go to the White House um, to meet uh, the the to to go to the White House, and um, and that invited the POS to say you know really terrible things about uh, that team mate that team player in per in particular and the team overall. So. Uh, now I'm really fucking rooting for Team USA to win, to go all the way, because I want them to be world champions, and I want them to not go to the White House. <laughs> so, petty, maybe, but I don't give a shit. Like, resist this evil fucking administration with every breath you take, in any way you can, in any form that works for you. So, um, I support their decision. Um, even if it's not the whole entire team, even if it's just one team member who doesn't go, I support that person. Whether they win or lose, they are champions already in my book. And, um, yeah, so I'm rooting for them. So last Friday, uh, Team USA beat Team uh, France to advance. So that was uh, a really great uh, day. Uh, It was a really fun game to watch. Um, On Friday, it was the 50th anniversary of the Stonewall Riot in New York City. Uh, And for those of you that know, um, the Stonewall Riot is uh, widely um, held to be the start of the modern gay rights movement. So it was um, 50 years ago, last Friday night, into the morning, early morning, next morning, um, that the police raided the Stonewall Inn in uh, Greenwich Village, New York, um, and started arresting, you know, gay people, LGBT people, and it was the, um, it was the last straw, and the LGBT people, people fought back, and they started a riot, and it started, like, I believe three nights of riots in New York City, and that is the moment that sparked the, uh, modern gay rights movement, so 50 years ago, um, the, uh, those brave people who, um, who decided enough is enough and who decided to fight back, um, paved the way for the, uh, advances and rights that we enjoy today. Um, gays can marry legally here in the U S, um, now, and, uh, I am able, I have been able my whole entire life to exist as a gay man, um, and not be as persecuted as, as some have been in the past. That is not to say that life is perfect or that uh, the fight for LGBT rights is over. Not by any stretch of the imagination is that true. But 50 years ago, um, last Friday, um, the, uh, the brave revolutionaries who decided to fight back um, started, uh, uh, the gay rights movement that has led to so many freedoms that I and so many people enjoy all around the country. So, um, I just wanted to talk about that a little bit and, um, thank those people and, uh, do my best to try and carry on in their, uh, 
uh, to follow their lead. Okay, uh, last Friday it was also reported, rumored, so it's rumored that um, Lady Gaga will uh, be cast in the upcoming Guardians of the Galaxy film. And the, uh, the ru- rumor has it that she will voice the animated love interest for Bradley Cooper's uh, Rocket the Raccoon character. So Bradley Cooper voices Rocket the Raccoon in Guardians of the Galaxy, and he does a fantastic job. And it is rumored that Lady Gaga has been cast to voice his, to, to voice Rocket's um, love interest in the movie. Now, this goes back to the fact that Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper co-starred in A Star Is Born, and they played lovers in that movie, and it was uh, because of, you know, how well they, their, their chemistry was in that movie, that rumors started going around that the two of them were romantically involved, um, which they denied, I believe, but then... Bradley uh, broke up with his girlfriend, his longtime girlfriend, which I talked about in a previous podcast. So, you know, which also, you know, fanned the flames of the rumors that Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper are romantically involved or might be romantically involved or used to be romantically involved or want to be romantically involved or whatever. So, um, it's, it's possible that this, um, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy thing is just wishful thinking, um, but um, it's also very possible that uh, the producers were smart enough to say, hey, let's capitalize on these rumors and, um, and, uh, and, and, and make it happen. Like, I think it'd be really cool to see Lady Gaga voice uh, uh, an animated character um, for... Um, uh, in Guardians of the Galaxy, and, uh, what a cute way for this, uh, this, uh, rumored romance to continue, so we'll see if it turns out to be true, um, personally, I'd like, I'd like to see it happen, so we'll see, um, okay, so also last Friday, it was reported that, uh, Disney is thinking about casting Melissa McCarthy as Ursula, in the live-action um, movie version of The Little Mermaid. So when news was, was announced that Melissa McCarthy was up for... Um, is being, is being um, talked about as in the role of Ursula, most of the reaction from the media and from people online has been, was really positive. Until um, Lizzo, pop star Lizzo, who is... Um, a big, beautiful black woman um, says, hey, Ursula should be a black woman. It should be me. And let me prove it. So she dressed up like Ursula, sang Poor Unfortunate Souls in a video, which went viral. And now everybody wants Lizzo to play Ursula um, and not Melissa McCarthy. Um, Will Disney um, uh, listen to 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 uh, this fan, um, outcry. I mean, is it really a fan outcry? I don't know. Like, it's so hard to tell these days because people complain about everything so much. Like, who, how, I don't even know what to take seriously anymore. Um, my gut tells me that if Disney is really interested in, um, going with Melissa McCarthy, 
they're going to go with Melissa McCarthy. They're not going to care about what fans um, or some fans or haters or whatever are saying on the internet. But um, that's not to say that I'm not intrigued by the idea of Lizzo playing Ursula. Like, I'm also in love with that idea, too. So, um, of the two... I'd probably go with Lizzo, to be honest, because she can sing. She can sing. Um, But, you know, let's be honest. Melissa McCarthy would make a fun Ursula as well. So it's ultimately going to be up to Disney to decide um, (laughs) who they're going to cast. And uh, we'll have to stay tuned and see um, what happens. I would love to see Lizzo get it. My gut tells me they're probably going to go with Melissa McCarthy. Um, all right. So last Saturday into Sunday over the weekend, all hell broke loose when Taylor Swift posted a blog on Tumblr that kind of, um, set a a wildfire in Hollywood that people are still talking about all these days later. I mean, it's still a hot topic. So essentially... And I'm going to try and break this down because it's long and complicated and it's got a lot of people involved who are speaking out and speaking up and taking sides. So I'll try to be as concise as I can be. So please, um, please accept my apologies if, it, if it's not uh, entirely clear or concise, but I'll do my best because it is complicated. So Taylor Swift signed a contract at 15 years old a a record contract with uh, a record company and um, the I believe he was the owner of the record company Scott whatever his name is um, took her under her wing took her under his wing and helped nurture her career Um, and as as we all know she had hit after hit after hit and her records did very 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 well so as she got bigger and bigger she um made more and more money for this record company and when she finally was big enough to be able to um, buy back the masters so when an artist signs a contract the record company puts up all the money for them to make their records and they own the masters because if if the artist fails they eat and lose all that money so it's understandable how why these contracts are, are, are like this but that's not to say that it's fair because artists who um, write, produce, perform their own music should own their own music, but they don't always. Um, Prince famously went through this with Warner Brothers. He wanted to own his masters. They would not give him his masters. They would not sell him his masters. So he decided to change his name, write Slave on his face, and rail against his old record company and do his own thing on the side. Now, Prince was big enough to do that. Not all artists are. Taylor Swift is, is a big artist, but I would argue that she's not as big as Prince is. So, um, she might be able to do something like that. Like not exactly like Prince did and don't even get me started. And please don't at me about this. I'm not saying that she should do what Prince did, but I'm saying it's only when artists are big enough um, with a with a big enough platform, are they able to to make these sorts of uh, situations public? So, getting back to Taylor, so when she um, was big enough and rich enough to buy back her her catalog, she um, you know 
she made uh, the offer and they they would not sell her 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 masters back unless she would give them a new record for every master she bought back and for her she decided she did not want to do that she'd be essentially um, an indentured servant to the record company because for every record she she was able to buy back she would have to give them another record and it would be like this endless cycle of of back and forth she decided she wasn't going to do that in her blog post, she talks about the fact that she had resigned herself to the fact that she might never get to buy back her masters. Um, and that was sad enough for her, she says. Then the news came out that um, her the record company that owns her masters, so that record company was sold, including all her masters, to Scooter Braun who is Justin Bieber's manager, who is uh, really good friends with Kanye and, and Kim Kardashian, and in uh, and who Taylor says has uh, bullied her uh, endlessly, has aligned himself with people who have bullied her, Kim and Kanye, very famously. So for her... It was bad enough that she was not going to be able to buy back her masters and she had resigned herself to the fact that that probably wouldn't happen. But for her to learn that her masters were sold to Scooter Braun of all people was something she just could not stay silent about. Her biggest point about this was is that uh, her manager or her former uh, label boss, Scott, knew um, how she felt about, uh, Scooter and the way that he allegedly treated her. And she, um, she says that it, it was a huge betrayal for him to sell, uh, her, her masters to him of all people. So her problem isn't that the masters were sold. Yes. Yes. That's the problem, but it's mostly about the fact who they were sold to. So once she posted that, I mean, people came out of the woodwork. Justin Bieber came out and said stuff. Demi Lovato came out and said stuff. Um, Scooter's wife came out and said stuff. So it's it's essentially a matter of, like, whose team are you on, which is complete, you know, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. But ultimately, I'm always going to be on the side of artists should own their masters and... Um, maybe don't give them their masters, but if they're, if they're rich enough to buy them back, then, um, they should get right a first refusal in my opinion. So that's the Taylor Swift drama. Um, you know, I could go on and on about who said what, and, you know, to be honest, uh, uh, I stand with Taylor was a hashtag that was trending. So her fans have been rallying around her. So who knows? Um, do I ultimately think that she will get her masters back because of all this? I don't think so. I mean, I don't think that the backlash is big enough for that to happen, but you know, it does call to light. It does seem unfair. And if, if it becomes a big enough problem for Scooter Braun, then maybe he will sell her, her, her masters. Who knows? I wouldn't hold my breath. I don't think it's going to happen, but at least I applaud Taylor for talking about this publicly because, you know, I'm not saying cry for the rich girl. I'm saying, um, we should be, um, concerned that artists who work so hard for the art that they write, produce, perform, um, that they don't own, own, the entirety of, of that art. So, um, 
yeah, so that's what the Taylor drama is all about. You know, I, I could do a whole other blog post about it, but I'm not. So let's just move on. Um, on Sunday, um, the it was the 25th anniversary of The Real World San Francisco, and The Real World was one of my favorite shows on MTV. It's the show that kind of is credited with starting the whole reality TV um, craze. So reality TV that we know now started with The Real World back in the early 90s. Um, and The Real World San Francisco um, turned 25 on Sunday. And I have to mention this only because um, The Real World San Francisco was such an important show for me as a younger person because it starred... Um, uh, Pedro, who was the, was one of, for me, he was the first HIV positive person that I ever saw on television. And at like 23 years old, he was like an advocate for, for AIDS, AIDS research, AIDS research and AIDS education. And, and he was on the real world to, to tell his story and to amplify his advocacy. And, um, He's one of the most important gay figures in my life. Um, and I want to talk about that a little bit and honor him. Um, he passed away less than a year after the real world ended um, from AIDS-related um, causes. And he died very... in a, a very. It was just very, very sad the way he died. But he lived very, very strongly. He lived very, very proudly. And he lived very, very importantly. And... Um, uh, because of him, um, I had an education. So I'm sure many hundreds of thousands, maybe millions of people got an education from him about AIDS and HIV. Um, so, um, so yeah, 25 years ago, the real world San Francisco kind of changed the world. Um, it was announced last Sunday that Netflix has has signed a deal to adapt the Sandman series. So Neil Gaiman's Sandman comic book series is going to be adapted into a Netflix series. And I could not be happier about this. Um, Netflix, they do amazing things. They put out amazing programming. Um, the success of Neil Gaiman's Good Omens is proof that his stories, uh, Good Omens and um, uh, American Gods on Stars his stories are worth telling on, in a television platform. Uh, so to have the Sandman adapted on Netflix is, is really, really great news. And I cannot wait to, um, to see how it turns out. It's going to be a 10 episode series with the possibility of, of an 11th episode special. So, um, uh, I'm excited about that. I want to keep my eye on that and I will definitely talk about that as more information comes out. Um, little Nas X, the artist who has the number one song in the country right now, his song Old Country Road is number one for like the 13th week this week, um, decided that he wanted to come out as a gay man. So uh, to end Pride Month, he was inspired to come out publicly as a gay man. And as a gay black man, he uh, decided that he wanted to be honest and tell everyone about who he is. So um, he's been getting a little bit of hate. Actually, he's been getting a lot of hate online, and he's been fighting back at trolls with humor and wit. He don't give a fuck. He is out. He is proud. And, um, and yeah, I'm not a huge fan of his music, to be honest, but I am a huge fan of him coming out. Like I talked about Willow Smith. Like I'm always a fan of, of, of celebrities who come out and... Um, use their fame for 
for visibility. Um, but uh, Old Country Road uh, uses a nine inch nail sample, and um, I kind of have to like it on that account. I don't really love the song, but I do love that um, it, it at the core is a nine inch nail song, and it is sung and performed by a uh, gay black artist. So, what's not to love about that? Um, so yeah, Lil Nas X, he's gay. Love it, love it, love it. Um, and then also in other Nine Inch related, kind of Nine Inch Nails related news, Miley Cyrus performed at Glastonbury. And not only did she bring out Lil Nas X to, to perform with her on stage, but she also performed her cover of Nine Inch Nails' Head Like a Hole, which is fantastic. So so her her cover of Head Like a Hole was like the actual version of the song, but we also know that her her uh, alter ego Ashley O from the Black Mirror series has a uh, has a, a Head Like a Hole version song called On a Roll. I talked about in a pre- in a previous podcast. I'm not going to get into that all over again, but uh, the point here is that Miley covered Nine Inch Nails at Glastonbury, and that is the coolest fucking thing in the world, in my opinion. Yes. On Monday, it was announced that Gremlins is getting an animated prequel series um, that will appear, that will air on Warner Brothers' upcoming new streaming service. So Gremlins, Secrets of the Mogwai, is a series set in Shanghai in the 1920s and reveals the story of how 10-year-old Sam Wing met the young Mogwai named Gizmo. So Sam Wing is the old ancient man in the first Gremlins movie who sells Gizmo to, to, uh, in the movie and all of that. So this is a prequel series that's set in, um, Shanghai and it sounds like a great idea for a show. Like I love Gremlins. The sequel, no, I hated Gremlins 2, a new batch. That was terrible. They went for a comedy route. Terrible. Uh, but I love Gremlins, and it sounds like this Gremlins uh, prequel series is going to be more in the vein of the original, so it'll be more serious, probably uh, uh, um, much more enjoyable than the, the stupid comedic sequel that came out. Oh, I'm not even talking about that. Um, but Warner Brothers is going to launch their own streaming service to compete with Netflix, to compete with Hulu, to compete with Amazon, to compete with Disney, who's releasing their own streaming service uh later this year so um gremlins um secrets of the mogwai is coming to that new series um soon no no date has been announced but let's keep an eye on and out for that and see how it turns out um shailene woodley is being eyed for spider woman so the spider-man movies as i'm sure you're, you're well aware are doing very very well um a new spider-man movie is out this weekend um, and it, it's being reported that Shailene Woodley is being rumored, is being eyed to play Spider-Woman in a future movie. She may be introduced in Spider-Man 3. Um, this is not official. She's not been cast. Um, but it sounds like they're floating her name to see what people think. Now, Shailene Woodley, Woodley stars currently in Big Little Lies. And to be honest, I think she's the weakest person, uh, on, on Big Little Lies. But... I love that show, and uh, I love her for being on the show, and um, will she make a good Spider-Woman? Who knows? Um, but uh, 
I, I, I'm not going to hate on it uh, just yet. So she's being eyeballed for the, for the role. We'll see if she gets it. We'll see who else they talk about, what other names they float around. Um, but the big news is that Spider-Woman is going to come to the movies, and I think that's a great idea. So, you know, everything is very rumored at this point, so let's wait and see how that turns out. Um, and the last thing I want to talk about this week is that um, the... U.S. women's soccer team played a game on Tuesday uh, against uh, England, and uh, as far as 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 much as 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 far as I am aware, they were not really favored to win. England is doing very very well this year, but the women won. They won two to one. So um, congratulations to Team USA again. They beat France last week. They beat they beat England this past Tuesday, and now they are going to the World Cup finals where they will face Sweden for the World Cup. Um, they're playing this coming weekend. I believe they're playing Saturday. I believe that's the day they're playing. So, um, uh, yeah, Team USA, finally something to be proud about here in the U.S. I'm very, very excited that they're going to be competing for uh, the World Cup championship. Uh, I really, really want them to win. I really, really want them to not go to the White House. And I'm going to stop talking about all this political stuff right now. Um, that's all I got. Um, I hope you guys had a great, great week. I had a great week. Uh, it was very busy, but productive in a great way. I've got really cool things happening um, in, in, in my life right now. So uh, I'm sure I'll have stuff to talk about as 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 more inform- as I can share more information to come so um yeah I kind of feel like this this podcast is probably a little more frantic because I was feeling a little rushed about like stuff that I want to talk about and like I've got a busy schedule and I actually have something that I'm going to do as soon as I wrap this up right now so um if this is rushed I apologize let me slow down let me take a breath um but there's just so much stuff that I wanted to get out and I want to talk to you guys about. And I, I don't want to fail you. I want to make sure that I'm putting out podcasts every week. So, so that's my excuse. I hope you can forgive me. I hope you still love me because I still love you. And um, I will come back at you next week with a whole other week of, of, of more fun stuff to talk about. Hopefully at a more reasoned pace, less frantic but I do want to keep the excitement up. So yeah. Um, hope you had a great week. Hope you have a great week to come. Fourth of July is coming up. Woohoo Independence Day. All of that. Be safe. Have fun. Don't drink and drive. Uh, don't shoot off any illegal fireworks. Um, have a hot dog for me and I will see you next week. Love you all. Bye.